What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 143 of the All Dolphins podcast. Omar and I this morning. You have, you do not have a 43. You do not. I, I know you don't have a 43. There, I, there, there. I knew one guy off the top of my head other than Andrew Van Ginkle, of course. Um, but no, it's a it's a very, very thin list. Now, actually, I knew two guys. I should, I, I'm lying. Uh, but I, I went up and looked at my reference uh, site and yeah, it's oof, not a whole lot. Anyway, uh, we are gonna we are here to recap the Hard Knocks episode two in season with the Miami Dolphins. Before we get to that, number forty three, I I don't want to say the two guys who stand out are Bud Brown, who's a safety from Southern Miss, maybe that area, uh, hard hitting guy, played from eighty four through eighty eight, and then Terry Kirby. For some Terry reason, Kirby. I, I think I have, you used that one the first time. See, there you go. And I have in my mind that you also wore 42, maybe at some point, maybe switch numbers. Uh, great pass catching running back. I mean, decent running back, but more so for his pass catching from the University of Virginia. Good third uh, down back. And Terry Kirby was actually one of my favorite backs as I was growing up. Um, I, I, I was all, I was, I was that guy who was always like, man, why can't the Dolphins get Dan Marino a run game? Not factoring in my mind that Dan Marino was also part of the reason why they never had a run game. But you know that I didn't really understand football at that point, but Terry Kirby, I loved his pass catching ability. I loved his blocking prowess. Um, and I thought he was a decent runner, but then there was a running back who came after him. That was even better. I can't remember the name. Oh, Parmalee. I thought Parmley when Parmley got his his shine, he really he really grinded. What you gonna put disrespect on Bernie Parmley's name? As a pass catcher, Terry Kirby was better than Bernie Parmley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about a runner. I thought oh, they were uh, a very yeah. good compliment. Yeah, but you make you actually said something in there that was like, and I'm glad you said it because I've kind of said it that something about Marino part part of the reason they never have a, a running game because I know it's a lot of. Well, if only if only Danny had ever had a if running game. Danny had a running game. Well, and, and, and part of the reason. Now that we're both very seasoned in terms of football and coverage of the Dolphins, Marino probably opted out of give a number estimation of runs that he probably opted out of. 
Oh, a lot. And and beyond that, also, when it comes to like, remember earlier this this season, I mentioned how much I like Tua's ball handling, and part of it is carrying out play fakes. I still haven't seen that, by the way. Okay, but go ahead. Well, Dan Marino, as who who I will say may may be the the best pure passer in NFL history. That's a compliment. When criticism when it came to play fakes, he was a great passer. I mean, it was like it will. I will not be bothered with with running a play fake. It was like basically show the ball for like a millisecond and pull it away so he can get into his set. As somebody who's done radio in this market, I will let you know that if you think Tuanon is bad, wait till the Dan Marino crowd finds out that you've slandered Dan's name, good name, by saying he's bad at ball fakes. But anyway, no, he was horrible at ball fakes. But I, if you notice, I, I say that in conjunction with adding that he may well be the greatest pure passer in NFL history. It's much like Tuanon. The positive that you say will be absolutely ignored. It's only the negative that applies. Yeah, and 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 for those who, who would say that purely was on the coaching staff and the running back and the offensive line, the fact that he had no running game, sorry. No. Yeah, yeah. no. Both you and I, I used to have that opinion as a young man. I'm I'm much more aware and intelligent to uh, have cut, who, to to put that thought process together. And in fact, the genesis of his beef with Jimmy Johnson was when he got, got his play calling and audibling ability taken away, primarily to facilitate the run game. Correct. And if you know, because because Jimmy Johnson had balance in Dallas yeah. with you know Aikman, Irvin, and Emmett Smith, and Marino wanted to chuck it. And yeah, this is something I felt I've. I've now that I'm old and wise and I don't know, not nearly, I wouldn't say I'm really shy about speaking my mind. It's, to me, it's kind of clearly obvious if you're being honest with yourself and it doesn't take away from the fact that he was a brilliant passer, but uh, he wasn't perfect because there's no such thing as a perfect quarterback. Uh, and speaking of that, Marino, I think he would disagree, but carry on. Who would disagree? Tom Brady. Tom Brady had had zero mobility. He moved okay. well in the pocket. And he had great. Oh, so, oh, so your perfect quarterback has to have mobility too. Well, we, we that, that, that isn't that the definition of perfect. Okay, then Steve Young. He was he was he was up there. He was up there. Um, okay. Anyway, let's let's come back to the present. Now that we've pissed off enough people. Uh, <laughs> Oh, there will be shots fired. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, the comments are going to be fun. Dan Marino was featured in the episode of Hard Knocks on Tuesday night, um, consoling Jalen Phillips in the locker room after the game and after his Achilles injury. And obviously it was a very Jalen Phillips-centric ep- episode. And personally, I thought it was brilliantly done. Yeah. Um, they covered his angle, I mean, thoroughly from his journey in college to the season he was having, to the injury when it happened, the reaction to the aftermath. I thought it was brilliantly done, and I thought overall it was a very good episode. And I know you disagree, but that right. that is good producing from that standpoint. And I will acknowledge and agree. And in fact, I tweeted out this morning that that is the beauty of Hard Knocks being here and covering the Dolphins. What you get to see as fans is you get to now see the human side of all of this. Like 
most people who follow teams that yeah they care about the players but do they really care about the players all they see in them is as gladiators do you really care about teron armstead and everything that he goes through to, to make it to sunday whether he's playing at 70 percent or, or or even 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 worse and and i i looked at teron armstead's film teron that was not teron on the field against the jets and i know this is probably not what we were going to talk about but uh, I know he responded to something that I said on Twitter, and that's not important to me. What's important to me is that, like, all these Dolphin fans who sit here and think, we got to get rid of Teron Armstead, he's bum, he's made of glass, he's this, he's that. I'm sorry, you are not the same team with Teron Armstead as you are with a without Teron Armstead. And I love Kendall Lamb. You know I love Kendall Lamb. I am a card-carrying member of the Kendall Lamb fan club. Yes. But Teron Armstead is a different level of player. And when he's right and healthy, he is a force, a catalyst. He is the reason you had 70 points. One of the reasons you had 70 points against the Denver Broncos. What was on the field against the Jets, which is why I understood why he pulled himself out the game, was not Teron Armstead. Um, but anyway, let's... But the human side of these athletes is what hard knocks. I hope they continue to paint for the rest of the season. Um, there will be other guys who suffer season-ending injuries. Hell, Savan Ahmed suffered a season-ending injury the previous week. I saw him for one 15-second minute uh, with a boot on his leg, still attending meetings. And I was like, yeah, that's dope. Um, but what these guys go through, Jalen was playing the best ball of his life mm -hmm. when he got injured. That was the best game. He didn't even finish the game, and that was the best game. He was impactful on 70% of the plays he was on the field, just impactful. And to see him get hurt like that, to see him cry all, coming off the field, to see the team console him, to see the D-line meeting up at Chubb's house for a meal, and to talk, obviously that's scripted for hard knocks, blah, blah, blah. And it's great. And I, I love, I love it. And it gets, and, and see Ogba talk about, you know, having to fight through injuries and the mental toll and to see Chubb saying, you know, in these situations, you either get better or you get worse. You, you, you got to make sure that you get better. And we've, and to see Nick Needham consoling, like think about the connection of Nick Needham who suffered an Achilles injury late last October and struggled to work his way back to get here at midseason. And now, now Jalen Phillips suffers his injury a month later. Is he going to be back for the beginning of the season or the, the, the middle of the season? Is he going to be feeling all the way back? We saw Cameron Wake come back from the Achilles injury. And that was one of the best comebacks that I've ever seen in, 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 in my career covering the Dolphins. So um, my hope, and I know Jalen, a worker, like if you see his body, you'll you'll know he's a worker. Um, the guy's got less than ten percent body fat, probably the fittest player on the team. Um, you know, and and that's not that's not God given ability. That's just work ethic. So I know he's going to work hard to come back. And and just seeing that story was was touching. I love that aspect of it. I did not like the episode. Okay, a couple of things, if I may. I'm going to add a couple of names to your guys who came back very well from Achilles injuries. Ren Grimes. You should know that, Omar. Yeah, but we I didn't see I didn't see that one. I saw the come I saw the return. Saw the comeback. Okay. And then Dan Marino. I saw the return, not the comeback, the return. Okay. 
And then you know that that Achilles injury was botched. That that even Dan said the procedure was botched. Well, except except that the argument could be made that he came. But this was 1993 in October. That's when he was injured, and the argument could be made that 1994, if it wasn't his second best season behind AD, the record setting 84, it was up there. So, I mean, he came back very well. And then after that, then you also, it wasn't just the Achilles and he started having knee issues and then kind of at some point it went downhill. Um, but so the history is there and you know Jalen is going to work really hard. A couple of things about the thing also, it was kind of ominous and creepy because if you recall the the play right before he gets hurt, he is like, he like put his hand over his right leg. I don't know if you caught that. And then the very next play, boom, it pops. Uh, and then, coincidence, he was mic'd up for the game. Yeah. I mean, not, no, no, I'm just saying it's just, it just the way it worked out. I mean, um, and the whole thing to me was like very, very well done. And, and Jalen knows how well. many guys they mic up for a game, but I, no, I sure, think but it's not, it's not, it's not every one of them. And he, he just so happened to be one of them. Um, Man, that was, that, that was, and for Mike McDaniel to go up to Jalen Phillips, and, and I truly did feel this and say, you're going to be a household name after this game and, you know, let the game come to you. And that's what he was doing. Even the moment where he tells Christian, this is the play that's going to happen, doing sort of like a JT, Jason taylor s thing where they, because of their film study and their preparation, they know the situation and they know the formation. Zach Thomas used to do it too. And then Christian's like, this is not the young boy I'm used to. Like, this is, you know, he's like, he's he's getting all goosey on the inside um, to steal a Brandon Tobin word. It was, you were watching a young man come into his own. Because remember, two weeks ago, he talked about, and they used it on the clip, how he'd struggled with his own confidence. Yeah, correct. No, and this is uh, the point I was going to make, is Jalen Phillips is also different as, as a football player. Because he's kind of... Do I want to say he's a Renaissance guy? I mean, he's a he. You know, he studied music. Uh, he's talked yeah, about. His... But why? Why would you say he's different? Because I think that a lot of players, a lot of players, they don't fit into. And you, you would know this. They don't fit into this cookie cutter. When you start to peel back the layers, they don't fit into a cookie cutter. This is, you know, what they are. And Jalen is is. I've met twenty other players like Jalen. Out of how many? 500 600 okay so i <laughs> you got yeah, i mean that he's not and and i think we're all agree that football is a very macho game and jalen is more is not a completely macho guy and, okay. and i and i say that in a in a, a positive way okay all right he's, when, he's, his, when his teammates he's are his emotions and feelings correct absolutely and and then when he's, when he's showing pictures of his cats to his teammates who are completely mocking him yeah I know, I know how you feel about your cats i'm a cat per, and actually I'm, I'm an animal i'm an animal lover i'm an animal lover we have two cats uh, <laughs> all right then okay uh now 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 we're finicky little right finicky emotional Lines. I got a cat. I got a cat who's like a lap dog. Seriously, I literally, I literally will tap my my lap and the cat will jump on me. So yeah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Maybe I shouldn't put cats in one box. All okay. Right. Thank you. Okay. Um, but but the whole thing is, and, and again, um, 
is it possible that the fact that you know they showed his emotional reaction on the field is it possible that 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 wouldn't have been done with with every single Celtic player? Did they ask Jalen, "Are you okay with us showing this?" Because uh, remember, no, the, no. Are we sure about that? Yeah, they they showed him crying. I mean, the world saw him crying coming off the field. Well, well, the, the world, yeah, with a towel in front of his face. Which is which is kind of anyway. My whole bottom line is I thought it was very very well done. It was you, you get a moment. You're not asking for permission as a producer when you get a moment like that, and understand that hard knocks. The purpose of hard knocks is to show the human element of this gladiator esque sport, where people suffer injuries. You really shouldn't play it. I do not encourage except, children to play football. Except there's one I'm going to disagree with you. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For example, the regular hard knocks is they stop showing players getting cut. And that that's the human element of it. Yeah, but it doesn't put it. No, but that doesn't put the NFL in a favorable light. They stop showing the bullying and they stop showing um, and, and they stop showing the Turk and the cuts and the re- releases. Okay. But that's not understand. This is a, this is part of the NFL brand and they yeah. have to show things that will help this $16 billion business become a $20 billion business. And the human element humanizing these gladiators that this, these NFL teams will cut in a heartbeat. If, if, if it favors them uh, is, is, you know, is beneficial to them showing the Turk and people getting released and how, you know, how, and, and really truthfully speaking, I've always never cared. Yeah, they make the river Creek, not river Creek craft. Um, what was that guy's name? Seven 11, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Hogan. Chris, they make the Chris Hogan's of the world's the stars of the show when Chris Hogan's probably the 60th best player on the team. Like, come on, man. I, I don't like the, I don't like the training camp hard knocks. And now I feel like I'm preferring the regular season hard knocks because you're 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 showing people that matter. And in the training camp, that man, half the time those people that they focus on, they don't matter. You know they don't matter. Well, I, I agree, but they're they're looking for storylines. I mean, I, I understand. Yeah, anyway, really- let's wrap up. Let's wrap up the Jalen Phillips angle of this. Bottom line, I personally loved it. It almost felt like a little mini movie within the episode, with you know, with with the setup, the the big. At climax and then the aftermath i thought it was brilliantly done personally and, and i thought it was very emotional and obviously we saw it we knew about it seeing it from be, behind the scenes like that i thought it was very well mm-hmm. done and it, it wasn't they were and then they were there were like other little quirky moments that was great i don't know if you caught this did you did you not love aaron Rodgers telling raheem mostert i'm you know i'm still mad at you 
After the no. game, we're going to give the handshake? Gonna give no, a handshake? I didn't see, no. Yeah. And why? Because Raheem Mostert rushed for 224 20 yards on four touchdowns for Green Bay, for San Francisco oh. Green Bay in the 2019 NFC Championship. Oh, damn. And, yeah, and then Mostert's like telling Rodgers, dude, you got to let it go. And, and Rodgers like, no, I'm not there yet. I mean, that was, <laughs> I did not catch that. No. That, that was good stuff. Or Mike McDaniel telling – He's talking with uh, Stephen Woody Ross, Johnson, Robert Sella, yeah. and Woody Johnson, and talking about how he, how he got hit in the Netherlands uh, on the yeah. sideline. That was funny too. No, 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 no. Yes, I like the kicked in the D. Um, I in fact cut that up because I'm going to make it a GIF. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to get to. I got. I got to be who I am, man. I know that's oh. that's really fine. Um, but I like the Woody Johnson in the chain. And the basically uh, him talking to Mike to to Steve Ross negotiating my contract. contract. <laughs> yeah, and, and I wanted in my contract. Like I get a, I get a chain. Um, I wonder if it's gonna say Mike. And and the fact that he says, "Yo, that's that's totally me," or whatever he said. Like I was just like, that is that is Mike McDaniel. He's he, he's so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I I. I and what people need to pay attention to, especially in these team meetings, is the sneakers that he's showing off to his players. Because no, 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 no. you need to pay attention to that because you're a sneaker freak. And not no, like- no, no. But, but I mean, it's so next level. Like his, like I, I don't care what Jalen Waddle says. Like I've never seen Jalen. Maybe because Jalen only comes in the locker room and slides. Like I, I've never seen Jalen wear one third of of Mike McDaniel's collection. What are slides? Sorry. Um, flip flops. Like. Oh, the... okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I, see, and I know, I know you. Like you said, you you weren't necessarily thrilled with the episode overall. Uh, I, thought it, I thought it dragged in the beginning. Oh my god! And why do we have to start every me every episode with the team meeting? Don't start the episode with the team meeting. Start the episode with. The something in the aftermath of the Raiders' loss, like take us from the Raiders' loss to the team meeting. They beat the Raiders. I, I, I'm sorry, the Raiders, the Raider, not Raiders win. Yeah, the Raiders win to the team meeting. Like we got to start every episode with Mike McDaniel and the team meeting and setting the agenda for the week. Like I, I honestly, and I'm just gonna be honest, I don't find Mike McDaniel's speeches very good. Wow, ouch! You went there. Man, man, we are we are just like I mean we're gonna be like we're gonna be like this. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's a lot of rambling, as and I'm sure you know. Well, no, Mike, Mike would do that, and and I love and I love Mike, and I think he's a very very good coach. But yes, he does. But he, I did he, like he his post game speech. I did like his post game speech, and I I wrote notes about it, and um, uh, basically, um, he basically says f you when when they ask for a. For victory Monday, yeah, victory Monday. He says, "F you, this isn't our Super Bowl, guys." And it's true. Like Mike McDaniel has, like they're focused, they're locked in. I don't think they've had a victory Monday all season. No, and it's actually funny that you that you bring that up because um, in the pregame show on Sunday, they did a feature, and Rex Ryan was the one who was at the front of it talking about victory Monday and what it is and all the, all clips and all that. Then there wasn't a clip of Mike McDaniel and there was a clip of Robert Sala. And I was going to put a joke on Twitter and I was nice. I didn't do it. And I was going to be 
I was going to do the joke is like if they're doing a, a, you know doing a feature on Victory Monday, why is Robert Sala being featured? <laughs> I, I didn't do that. And I was yeah. going to put two stone. And, and and you know the the shorter week was difficult. He talked about the challenges of the shorter week. Um, I would have liked for them to have shown me a player going through the shorter going through a shorter week. Show me Raheem Mostert's routine going through a shorter week massage chiropractic therapy, um, cupping, um, because uh, players, they don't realize this. Most people, and I didn't realize this until I started working for I Am Athlete, most players, the high-level players, they get three massages a week, mm-hmm. like three hour-long massages, visit to the chiropractor, might go acupuncture, might go cupping, just to get to Sunday. Like, if you don't think that that's Teron Armstead's routine, you're you're sadly mistaken, because Teron Armstead is an elite player, who, who his body is his fuel. So there's a lot of work put into it. And and for instance, notice when Jalen Phillips is in the training room, who's also in the training room outside of Alec Engel, who's got the Raheem. footage. Raheem. Raheem. Mm-hmm. And we both know Raheem's probably out there playing at like mm, 70%, maybe 80%. He's battling through some stuff. Mm-hmm. And man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta live in that training room just to make it to Sunday. And I don't think they painted that picture. And so that's what I would have liked to have seen. I don't like to start in the episode with the, you know, for Hard Knocks people, if you're watching this, because it is a review of you and and everybody's always sensitive about their work. So I know you're watching it. Um, whack to start the episode with Mike McDaniel setting the agenda for the week. Don't start the episode there. It's just, it's slow. It drags. And it wasn't that long a scene, though. I mean, if, 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 if we're going to be fair about it, it wasn't that long a scene. Come on, dude. Uh, no, and then he go to the field, and, and to me it was great when he threw out the line. My one ask is get effing sleep. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Um, I like that. The inside stuff is what right, I like. The little nuggets. The little nuggets. And they were, to me, there were enough. That in the QB room when they're asking every every player what they're thankful for, uh, and then Daryl Bevel tells the players it's the best QB room I've ever been a part of. Yeah, I thought that was bull crap. <laughs> I, 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 well, I, I just did. I, here's I, the thing. I would think it's more bull crap. Have you seen he, some of the QB rooms Darren Bevel has been part of? Well, he wasn't talking about the quality of the players. He was talking about the room. Yeah. But you, 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 you always. Yeah, I like the guys, too. And I think they're great guys. Um, Tua is always. What was, what was that? What was that? What was that? I, I just think it's. You always say, "Man, the room that we're in is great." When have you ever heard that? Like, yeah, my room is real toxic. No, no, no. You, I mean, Omar, you, you not. And this is with the type of comment where, had he said that in a press conference, I'd be the first one to say, "Well, of course, what else is he going to say?" But he volunteered that in the middle of a conversation, or maybe he knew the cameras was on. He said it. We said it for the camera. So, anyways, yeah, it was, it was kind of. You're right. It was fluffy. Yeah, it's just like, oh, the room is so great. Why was why is the room great? Why, why is the room great? Tell, tell me why the room is great. Like they're, they're all great guys and we love each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, tell me what room was – did Matt Moore hate Ryan Tannehill? Maybe. Um, did, <laughs> okay. All right. Let me retract my statement. All right. Anyway, maybe there isn't a great room. Or maybe they tolerated maybe each other. Great room. Um, I also liked the element – of two of throwing those two interceptions, them chronicling it, and then the you seeing Tua beating himself up, and the coaches and the players saying, you know, basically tell them stop beating yourself up. 
um, Mike McDaniel has made it a point to acknowledge to us, like, this is an issue. It is an issue for me. I have to address this issue. He is ultra critical on himself and I can't stop it. And I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing, but the fact that Hard Knocks let me see it, um, because you can see he's sitting there beating himself up. Like halftime, he's beating himself up. And I'm thinking to myself, like, does this make you a better player or does this make you a worse player? Because I have to believe that Aaron Rodgers goes out there, makes a mistake, throws two interceptions, and flushes it. Great, great cornerbacks, the same thing. The great cornerbacks that I've that I've covered in my career, and I've covered some great ones. Oh, they get beat, flush it. It's gone. Like, yeah, I think every player is wired differently, and for and for some, for some, that's how they need to operate. And for others, they need to be the arrogant stuff. Like I threw two picks, including a pick six. I'm still great. So I'm not, no, no big deal. So do you think Tua beating himself up makes him a better player? I'd, I'd, I'd have to spend time talking to him like uh, like one-on-one for a good half an hour to get inside inside his head. Um, maybe it does. I, I don't know. I, I, don't th- I don't think that we can say categorically that it, that it makes him a better player or that it makes him – that he could be better if he didn't have that. Um, I don't know that it's that. Yeah, they have this statistic, and I don't know what it is, and I don't really care. Um, but I am bringing it up. Because fans who are two and on fans, they they have the statistics two after an interception, the drive after an interception, the numbers are tremendously good, except for I'm sure the interception he threw after the interception. It's not gonna help those numbers now. Um there was also there was also I also recall I'm gonna do this again. Yes, I'm gonna do this again. There was also a drive uh where it was basically nothing but running plays and it was a touchdown drive, and the, the narrative was like it's like how amazing he is after after a pick. Two and on go get you. Um, you they, already, they already got me. I mean, I'm in I'm in the crosshairs like nobody's business. Yeah, you didn't have to bring it up though. See, that's the that's their problem with you. You don't have to bring things up, and you do, and and they're like, no, no, we gonna get you. So because, because I, I don't like overblown narratives, and it's like that's an overblown narrative in my mind. So, but okay, anyway. you are a statistician, and I want to know this season what's to after a dry interception drive i i i would really like to know okay i mean what do you mean is passing numbers or we're talking about the success rate of the offense after after an interception probably both like and and i know they're good and i'm sure to anon is gonna see this video and and send it to me because because it's it's what they do um well i don't know the numbers i i i do know from like just watching the games and remembering that they, they usually do pretty well. Yeah. Um, I don't I, my, thing and, is, my thing is, and I probably want to get to it today with Tua, um, because this seems to be a running theme and a running trend. And and I have written a column saying, I'm not pleased with what Tua is doing, where he is, how he's performing. He should be better. And I'm not I, happy with you, mister. Go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah. That's you to Tua. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It, I, I know you got it. I know it's there. I'm not seeing it. And not right now. And you got to clean it up. Um, so I understand his thought process. But there's some concern that I have about the fact that he is so ultra critical of himself. Is this a driving force? Because Mike McDaniel clearly sees it as a negative. 
Okay. And uh, that's something that I want to get to the root of probably today, just so that I can understand where everybody sits in this conversation. Circling back to Hard Knocks, my favorite tour moment was in, he's in the huddle and he's telling Raheem, I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to surf here, Raheem. I'd like to surf here. And then Raheem scores a touchdown and they do the surfing celebration in the end zone. I thought that was very cool. Yes. The inside. Yes. I like the, the game action of it. And I understand. And one, I've realized hard knocks is only 45 minutes. It's not a full hour. Um, so, and I think 20 minutes of it is the game mm-hmm. and now, and then the after of the game, I think five minutes of it is the after of the game where you saw Jalen Phillips. Um, so I, I see the formula now. And my hope is that let's say this week you get into the journey of Devon Achan and the on and off the re-injured, the, this guy was sensational. And then he, or, 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 or per se, or per se, you tell the story of Raheem or, or I'm listening. Teron, you know Teron. Teron's got to get some some FaceTime. I mean, he's no, but you're you're showing him at his lowest moment, and you're showing him on a a, a down swing and feeding into the narrative that he's always hurt. No, you got you. No, you're not following me at that point. You're showing. You're going to show me when I'm at my glory. You you you're here for eight weeks. You're How not you know? At my lowest point. <sighs> I, I I get your argument, but they're they're not they, they don't know what's we don't know what's going to happen down the stretch. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just I'm just throwing out. And of course, we had the obligatory Tyree canning the football to his wife. Uh, I mean, the wife is going to be a storyline. The wife is going to be tracked. Like, do you think she was sitting side she was sitting field level for no reason? Did like, it add anything to the broadcast? So yes, yeah. it added it added here. This man is a family man. He is committed to his wife. The wife will be back. Home games, baby. She's going to be. Oh, absolutely. And hopefully she doesn't get nachos spilled on her. And she's careful when she stands up to cheer play. But again, to me, it it was very brief. I will say that. And it's after a touchdown. So it's noteworthy. But do we need to see Tyreek handing her football? Yes. Yes, we do. We do. Absolutely. We do. We absolutely do. Yes, we do. Tyreek is the biggest star of the show. Um. Kim Tua and 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 Mike McDaniel. Um, Mike's quirkiness is, is is a huge element. Tariq's comedic relief, and Tua the guy that you need to make everybody fall in love with. That that's what they're building on Hard Knocks, and then other subplot stories are are going to be there. So you're going to have to get weekly doses of Tariq. Like, do you think well, they're going to like all of a sudden feature Jalen Waddle? Like, no, it's no. it's no. Well, because yeah. he's not a very good personality. I think he's. I mean, he's a great kid, but he's. What are you talking about? I said he's not a big personality. Am I, wow, is that even is that even a subject I, of debate? Um, Omar, I, don't leave me don't leave me hanging like this. I mean, seriously, wow, um, we're really having this conversation. I don't think Jalen is as boring as people portray him to be, and that's not that's, what I said. Is he a big personality? He's got personality. That's not what I said. Is he a big personality? They say he's the funniest player in the room. In the you're, Dolphins' you're office. Still, you, you, my, your, your Honor, instruct a witness to answer the question. 
No. Thank you. A- Jesus, that took long. I would expect, here's one guy I would expect to see more and more FaceTime, and he got a little bit yesterday. That's Christian Wilkins. Um, he, yeah. he had the thing. Well, you want to talk about big personalities? That's a big personality. up for two games now. Okay, there you go. And then he had that thing with Sealer, and I love I love his line <laughs> when, when he called when he tell, was telling Sealer to get off the iPad and called it his emotional support iPad. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was funny. <laughs> but we had we, there was no line nearly as good as all over the world they speak whoop ass or ass whooping. Sorry. That that that's line number one. That um, was, I don't know that I'll ever be topped. But yes, the emotionally support. I mean, we we've seen. I, I like Christians. There's my bitch. <laughs> I like I like I like I like. I mean, in theory, I saw Christian at the Heat game last night, him and uh, Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, I didn't see them. I mean, I saw them in, yeah, I, I was wasn't. Board, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sitting near them. I actually was sitting near them, but not close to them. Um, but yeah, I, I, Christian showing up with his belly out. And, and here's the thing. <laughs> what? Was that really necessary? I mean, here's the thing about it. Here's the uh, thing about it. And this is where I will object because Christian was poking out his belly because I've seen Christian with his shirt off. And Christian is probably the first defensive tackle that I've ever seen in my life that has abs. What? He does? Oh, yeah. Christian has abs. Christian has abs. I, I, I've i noticed it Raekwon from his Davis has abs. I mean, if he's the first defensive tackle, then Ooh. Raekwon. Okay, maybe Raekwon just got abs because he does that whole bike thing after practice. Raekwon's lost a lot of weight, and that's what people don't realize. Raekwon's oh, lost no. probably 30 pounds. He's like at 310. Um, I got to ask him what his weight is. Um, but he's he and he, he rides a bike after practice and has done that for every single practice since training camp um, for 20 minutes. And he's lost a tremendous amount of weight. It's a, it's huge inspiration to me. I'm losing weight now. Um, it's mostly depression, but that's another subject story. Um, but you know, Christian, Christian has abs. So he's showing up with his belly all out and putting on a shirt. That's just Christian entertaining you. Um, but I think Christian has to, Christian has to step to the forefront and be more personable. Yeah, well, here's, here's a, and I, I'm going to be the contrarian again. Rank him in terms of solidness, if that's a word, of of the of the the, the overall body among the interior defensive linemen: Raquan Davis, Zach Sealer, Christian Wilkins. Oh, Christian's number one, and I I I I, I say that without any question. <laughs> I, I remember I remember his rookie season. I was like, wait a minute, you have abs? And I actually said this to him, and he's like, yeah. And he was like all offended that I didn't think defensive linemen could have abs because I've, I've seen defensive linemen my whole career. Yeah, they got abs under fat, but they don't necessarily have abs. And Christian's, Christian's got abs. Christian's always had abs. And see, to me, it would be – Raekwon's that Christian. Saying, well, Raekwon saying just that, got there. Hold on, Raekwon just got there. Acknowledge that. Raekwon was Raekwon was always solid, even even when he was when he was clearly was carrying more weight. It was still like really like solid weight. Uh, and I say that for Christian Wilkin fans out there, fans I should say out there, he's the best of the three. Even though the other two are, especially Sealer's a really good player, and he's the most athletic of the three. But in terms of like like rock solid bodies. Oh, be number three. But okay, I, I, I think I think you're underestimating Christian. 
Um, I think you're you're underestimating Zach Sealer and Raekwon, or you're overestimating Chris. I, I give you Raekwon might have a better body right this very minute, but he just got there. Just got there. It was still sad. And 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 Zach Sealer's pretty rock solid too. Yes. Anyway, so, we we digress. Final thoughts here. We've been we've been going at it for a bit. Final um, thoughts. Knox. Did like the episode. Didn't think the production level was very high. Um, they they got to do a better job with the storylines. And I think Jalen Phillips absolutely saved the episode. We'll we'll make it we'll make it one of the great episodes of in season hard knocks. But I'm sorry, you can't you 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 can't have a third quarter come you can't have a fourth quarter comeback to win the game. Okay, great, great one to ten. Damn it, I got to give it a seven because Jalen Phillips was so damn good. That's, yeah, seven's pretty good. Uh, I, I, I would be lying to you if I said because that last twenty minutes. Just if if okay, let me ask you this question, and and we're just Jalen Phillips doesn't suffer a season-ending injury. How was that episode? Oh, it would have been routine, but it was – I didn't think there were that many fluff moments that I could easily flush away. It wasn't It wasn't anything over – like, great, but there was – I don't think there was a whole lot that was, like, bad. I know you, you didn't you didn't like the uh, opening Mike McDaniel speech, but to me there were there were some, like, decent moments throughout and then with a, with a banger of an ending, unfortunately, because of the jail injury. Yeah. You you what would you rate it? Um, eight, eight, eight and eight. a half. Yeah, I thought the first episode was about a six. Um, I thought the game footage of it saved it. The the Max Crosby aspect of it saved it. Um, but yeah, the Jalen. I thought this one slowed. It it was a slow development, and then Jalen Phillips was like, boom, took it there. And yeah, I I don't know if they, they didn't. To me, I don't know that. And I'm not exactly sure what, but it seemed to me that more could have been done with the pick six. Considering, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think you build, I think you build on the pick six heading from from this point. Just like I said, don't start with the team meeting. It's a whack. I think you start this next episode with the Jalen Phillips pick six and Javon paint Holland. His, Javon Holland. Holland. Yeah, Javon Holland and paint his story paint his story leading into that Washington game. Um, and, and they got, yeah, no, and they got the perfect tie in because of the, of the big screen TVs that he See, unleashed for everybody. You know, you're not aware of this story. No, there's a television manufacturing. And I should, we probably should write a story about this on all dolphins.com to fully explain it. Uh, TV manufacturer. I want to say TCL promised they they would give away a million dollars of big screen TVs if there was a touchdown of 98 or 99 yards in the Black Friday game. And boom! Javon Holland delivered, and he got one of those. And Omar is speechless. Or, or is your screen frozen again? Wow, are you serious? Oh, I'm not joking. I don't, I don't kid. No, I do kid, but not, not in this instance. Yep. I didn't know that. 
Okay, so look for it on alldolphins.com. We'll 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 write a story with all the details. So how, uh, who's gonna, who's going to get the TV? Am I going to get a nineties TV? There there was a giveaway you had to register for. It's just funny because my wife said my wife said the exact same thing last night. I was like, when are we getting our TV? And unfortunately, when, when when did that come out? Anyway, day of or day after? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Well, yeah. so when Javon's named AFC Defensive Player of the Week and about a around noonish on Wednesday, we'll we'll when we write about that, we'll we'll include the the large screen TV giveaway. All right. Well, this is the first of two episodes for today. Later on today, you will get a recap of who's practicing and who isn't. Um, and we'll talk about this week's matchup against the Washington Commanders. We also have Behind Enemy Lines up right now. Um, you can look for it um, at Behind Enemy Lines, sponsored by You Break Will Fix, uh, a new sponsor for the show. And if you are interested in sponsoring for the show, Reach out to us. You can find our information in our YouTube page. And we will see you later today.